you are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janand, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, hey, everybody, what is happening? I'm so happy to be here today, as always. Uh, this week is a very, very special week because after so many weeks of just telling you guys that we're actually going to have MMA events and the next week telling you that, hey, the updates uh, were wrong and the events are all canceled and rescheduled and we never really knew what was the truth. Well, this week we're all in luck and we've been blessed by the combat sports gods because this week we are actually going to be having a legitimate event. We are finally going to be having UFC 249 and it's going to be happening in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. So shout out to Florida and of course shout out to honestly the whole world because uh, it's not easy what we're, what we're all going through at this point um, during a whole global pandemic. Everybody um, is definitely putting in um, work and just patience. Everybody's just really really um dealing with it well so i'm so proud of everybody out there but um getting back to the point i mean of course usc 249 who would have thought we've been telling you guys ever since uh the actually many weeks before april 18th when the event was originally supposed to happen we told you that it was still gonna happen regardless of the pandemic uh, at least that's what we were told at the point but um a, a few days before the event we were again told that the event was canceled. We didn't know what was going to happen. We were again told that it was going to happen on a private island, uh, aka, quote unquote, the fight island. Uh, and uh, all we talked about all the uh, interesting and unique things that we're expecting to happen with the fight island. And actually, surprisingly, the idea is still out there accordingly uh according to uh dana white the president of the ufc the we're we're definitely going to be having some events on this fight island but now here we are like i said um this is the ultimate truth we are going to be finally having ufc 249 taking place in jacksonville florida and the vice store um veterans arena so shout out to everybody involved and shout out to everybody who helped make this happen so i'm so so excited if you couldn't tell already and uh you know the beautiful thing um listen i'm not the type of person to be superstitious and say oh you know the main reason why all those events that were supposed to take place during all all this um uh, time or the main reason why they were all canceled and now They've been um, accumulating in a way so that we finally have them in one big fight card. And, you know, I, I don't want to say like it, it was kind of meant to be, but it was meant to be, I guess, because before all this happened, when you looked at the UFC 249 card, not to say that it wasn't a good card. It was definitely a good one. It was stacked as a matter of fact. But right now, because of the fact that all the previous fight cards were canceled as a result of the pandemic, 
some of those uh, like the highlights of those regular ufc fight nights are now going to be featured on this new and revised ufc 249 fight card which makes it even more amazing so you guessed it right i've been waiting for this moment for such a long time for many many weeks for about two months to finally actually break down a legitimate fight card that is actually supposed to happen so today is the day fam ufc 249 we're going to be thoroughly and exclusively break it down today on our episode so i'm so so excited and uh, it seems like um the the fighting world is finally getting up to its feet and uh, just not not being dormant uh, like before like we've seen things that we wouldn't really expect to see during this time for example if you have been catching up with your boxing and combat sports news you know that my man mike tyson is even out and he is even putting in work he's like in full-on training camp now i've been hearing different things about why he's back at training because when you would listen to um his past interviews and when he would talk about his past experience of course being one of the greatest boxers of all time in the past and he would regularly actually surprisingly say that he would never want to get back to boxing and that uh, of course he went through all that time and that um, he was a champion he you know he lost his belt he regained the belt many times um but he consistently kept pointing out that he would not really want to get back to fighting which was a big surprise of course but now here we are in the you know amid this whole pandemic and now mike tyson is out there training his butt off literally he's putting in so much work and uh, i believe he's uh, way past his 50s and he still looks like he's almost at his prime that's how good he looked um in his um training camp fighting videos and uh like i was saying uh, the main reason why we all believe he's doing this is because apparently there's going to be a charity event and Mike Tyson is going to be one of the fighters. He's just going to be putting on a fight uh, for charity purposes. So shout out to him, first of all, for the good, um, um, you know, the motive behind it all. And the fact that he's been blessing us, all, those, all of us fans out here with his with those great boxing moves and uh, i know if you if you go out and search up his um, newly posted training videos he looks like he's just hitting them hitting them pads but honestly he hits them so hard it makes you wonder has he really not been training out there for this whole time while he's been uh, spending his time in retirement or has he been actually training and he's not really been telling us the the entire truth but okay regardless of whatever it is we're all proud of mike tyson and it's it was just so refreshing to see a legend like him getting back into the game so shout out to Iron Mike Tyson. All right, so that was one of the biggest things that um, definitely took place over this past week. Another thing that has actually come out now. Okay, I'm just trying to get over with all of these um, updates and headlines that I'm about to talk right now. Talk about right now because you guys already know how good the breakdown for this UFC 249 card is going to be. So I'm just gonna get all these uh, updates out of the way so that we can finally get into those breakdowns. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that okay, I was actually just thinking about this this morning. You know, you know, like the thing that um, you're just randomly 
think about random things while you're doing house chores or and whatnot. So this morning I was actually thinking of how come the UFC hasn't really scheduled a fight for Conor McGregor. Of course, when you think about Conor McGregor, um, he he is one of the biggest MMA stars out there right now, and arguably of all time. So, uh, and, and listen, okay, whether you like him or not, that's just the fact of how things are. Uh, and uh, and I know I'm one of those um, people who who's not always been the biggest fan of Conor McGregor, but I feel like when it comes to entertaining the fans and putting on a great show, I feel like Conor McGregor is definitely the guy to go to. So, uh, right now that the UFC is finally over. Opening, opening up their gates and whatnot and finally allowing fights to happen after such a long layoff, I was just thinking to myself, how come the UFC wouldn't really have any fights for Conor McGregor? Because if they do have fights uh, featuring Conor McGregor, then business-wise, things will be honestly booming because we, we all know even if Conor McGregor is supposed to fight an amateur fighter, Everybody would just buy the pay-per-view tickets. And I mean, of course, right now, we can't really go to arenas and watch it live in person. But um, even right now, uh, if things are decided to be conducted via pay-per-view, listen, if you do have Conor McGregor on one of those cards, it is going to be the the, the prices and the uh, and the um, actual ticket sales are going to be sky- skyrocketing, okay? That's just how good it's going to be. So that's what just I was thinking personally, right? Just as a random fan, you know, as a fan, you just have those random thoughts and those, uh, you know, what if moments. But this morning, I went on to my um, favorite uh, MMA news outlet, and <laughs> lo and behold, listen, uh, what I read was so surprising, and I honestly got chills, because I feel like the UFC sometimes reads my mind, but listen, I don't want to talk about myself, but what I read was really, really interesting, and I got so, so excited, because it was announced that, uh, uh, you know, how we're having this fight island uh, going to be um, sort of inaugurated pretty soon in June, as we were told, We've actually been told that Conor McGregor is going to be definitely fighting on this private island once the private island, is, uh, once the fight island is actually well established. Then um, the UFC's actually promised us that he's going; they're going to have Conor McGregor fight on the fight island very, very soon. And um, so that was just the headline of it. I will definitely keep you guys updated with with regards to um, if there are going to be any updates on who he is going to be potentially fighting. One thing we do know, though, just to add on to that, is that he is. Uh, We've all been speculating who Conor McGregor would be fighting next, especially because of his long layoff, because of his recent losses, not just in MMA, but also in boxing. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fact that is he going to be fighting for a title or if he's going to be fighting for just a good fight, a good juicy fight. And a lot of us, we're just speculating whether or not he's going to be facing off someone like Jorge Masvidal, you know, the winner, the current belt holder for the BMF belt, right? So that's what honestly everybody's been wanting for the longest time but um sorry to break her bubble but uh Jorge Masvidal has been actually been denying rumors 
of him uh, potentially fighting Conor McGregor on this fight island. Um, and the UFC specifically has been wanting to have a fight between Jorge Masvidal and the current champion at their uh, weight division. So Conor McGregor's, uh, Jorge Masvidal's um, uh, common weight division, which is the welterweight weight division at 170 pounds, with the current champion being Kamaru Usman. So the UFC really wants to have that title fight between Usman and Jorge Masvidal and not the Conor McGregor fight, which I do not understand why, because it's what the fans want. It's obviously what uh, the fighters want as well. They've been talking about it for a long time. They've been having back and forth on social media. Uh, they honestly do praise each other, but they more than that, they really just want to fight each other. So I just, yeah, like I said, I don't understand why the UFC wouldn't want to have this fight because everybody wants it and it will make huge profits, not just for the organization, but for all the parties involved. So if they do give it a consideration, it would be great. Um, but again, you know, when when things come, it, just nothing, honestly, nothing in the world of combat sports is guaranteed. Even if someone says that they're going to do something, it may or may not actually occur. Or when you don't think that a thing would actually happen, it might happen. You know, the impossible might be made possible in the world of combat sports. Okay, so even when we're seeing all this, uh, all this um, um, news right now things might actually change and because of that we'll definitely keep you guys updated on whether or not we're finally going to be having uh, a fight between Jorge Masvidal and Conor McGregor and whether or not that fight will actually take place on this new fight island now every time I say fight island I feel like I've said this like a million times on our show but uh it honestly gives me goosebumps it doesn't feel real but I guess it will feel real in a couple of um, in a couple of weeks when the fight island is going to be fully officially opened in June. So yeah, I'm I'm honestly really really looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be making history, and I just want to see how it's going to look like and how things are going to go down in this fight island. And when I think of fight islands, uh, it, it reminds me of the show The Survivor. So just just think of it as regular people began this fight island and uh, instead of the people who are on the show the survivor you have actual professional mma fighters and in order to win uh the show or in this case i guess it will be whatever the belt is at the particular weight division that the fighters are going to be fighting at you know they're just, they're just going to be facing off against one another and just uh, finish finish each other off in order to finally get that belt for themselves on this island, on this isolated island that that for the sole purpose of just fighting. So to me right now, I know it still sounds pretty surreal, but I guess we, we just have to wait and see how it will actually look like and how things will actually go down in this fight island. Uh, and actually, fun fact, uh, there is a legitimate apparel for Fight Island. So they've put out T-shirts of Fight Island. <laughs> and uh, I've been uh, honestly, I've been honestly contemplating whether or not I really want to get it shirt of this fight island it sounds pretty fun uh i don't know i have to look at my bank account and uh, see if i have enough money for it but honestly it, it like the whole thing is just so much fun and uh it's hard to believe but uh i guess again we just have to wait and see what will actually happen anyway enough of that finally we can finally get into our fight breakdown for ufc 249 so you guys uh this is going to be one hell of a fight the main event of the evening 
listening is going to be uh, like we've been kind of um, uh, telling you guys for the past few weeks. Uh, it is going to be for the lightweight interim belt between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. However, when you ask the fighters themselves, they would tell you otherwise. Specifically for Tony Ferguson, um, he's been dissing the current champion, the actual legitimate undisputed champion, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and he's saying that, you know, um, he's not really the real champion. I don't want to really say the exact words that he said because we're not really allowed to on radio. But um, he's saying that the fight that he's having against Justin Gaethje, it is for the actual legit belt. Uh, well, at least in his opinion. And I think, uh, I mean, not to devaluate this this fight at all. Of course, it is going to be one great fight because both of these guys are uh, well-proven warriors. And uh, they honestly never really disappoint. And to talk about the underdog in this case, who is Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje has such interesting personality and such interesting mindset when it comes to fighting, like overall. And that is because of the fact that um, when, when he starts fighting, he's not really scared of what could potentially come towards him. He's not the type of fighter who will come out there, try to just fight cautiously in order to win the fight smartly or through a smart strategy. He's the type of guy that when the fight starts, when the bell goes off, he'll just come out there, guns blazing. He doesn't care if he gets hit in the, in the middle of the um, uh, strike exchanges. He will do whatever it takes to show his dominance dominance in a fight. And like I said, he does not care if he gets hurt in the meanwhile. And of course, we've seen that come into his advantage uh, for, for many, many occasions. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, you know, things come with their own ups and downs and the strategy uh, uh, while it's really really bold and it's just so straightforward you just go out there you just beat up your opponent it comes with its own um, disadvantages as well of course uh, it let uh, this this um, charging forward strategy it sometimes led to losses for Justin Gaethje that w- that was exactly the case when he fought Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier those were the two back-to-back losses that uh, Justin Gaethje had when he started fighting in the UFC and his only two losses ever in his professional career which is again pretty interesting but um you know when you employ such an such a um uh, such a bold strategy when you come into a fight. Um, you have to do the 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 risk analysis for it. So if if it works, it works big time. Of course, you're gonna keep charging forward. You're gonna completely dismantle your opponent. But if it doesn't work, then the risk of it is just so high as well. And that was exactly what happened when he lost those two fights against Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Because for the Alvarez fight, he got KO'd through a knee, like a flying knee. And that was a horrible knockout. And uh, when he fought Dustin Poirier, he got TKO'd through uh, just punches because he made one tiny slip. And uh, things just start to go really, really bad for him in that particular bout. And as a result, he lost that fight. But uh, overall speaking, I feel like that is one of the main reasons why um, Justin Gaethje is the well-respected fighter that he is right now. And one of the main reasons why this whole bout against him and Tony Ferguson 
makes sense and is so so exciting i honestly guarantee you that is not going to be a snooze fast it is definitely going to be a very dynamic fight because of the fact that i just said uh you know all the things that i just said about justin gaethje he's not the type to just sit back and um you know analyze the situation see how he actually is supposed to respond to his opponent in this case tony ferguson he's not that type of guy at all he's the type of guy who will keep coming forward until he he want he actually gets what he wants in the fight until he proves to everybody that he is the dominator in the bout and of course that is going to make things so much more challenging for him because he's, his opponent is no easy opponent at all we're talking about tony ferguson uh one of the most creative fighters that i've i've seen ever he tony ferguson's fighting style is so unorthodox that when he comes into a fight you don't you can never really predict what he's going to do as, to his opponent you can't really um i mean expect except for the big like overall themes that he usually goes for you know when it comes to if things don't really work out for him striking wise he's gonna take things to the ground and um he's going to definitely attempt submissions not talking about the big um overall themes uh, of his fighting style but talking about the little things that he does uh, it, it is definitely those tiny details that he pays attention to and those things that make him distinguishable from other fighters because those little things those are the things that you can't really predict when you fight Tony Ferguson when you when you when Tony Ferguson is in the uh, to put it in simple words in the quote-unquote disadvantaged um, position when the fighters say are grappling on the ground when Tony Ferguson he had he is the one who has his back on the ground you might think that okay this is not the best position for Tony Ferguson because his opponent is obviously going to take advantage of that situation of that position and get on top of him and just start grounding and pounding him or just um, attempt a submission move but on the contrary Tony Ferguson is going to be the one who's going to change the momentum or just change things around while he's in that disadvantaged position and that is one of the main reasons why he's just so exciting to watch because he's so talented, he's so skilled, he knows everything that there is to know about um, all sorts of martial arts. Uh, one of the main reasons why I personally, again, do praise Tony Ferguson is because he doesn't really um, uh, diss any sort of um, uh, uh, traditional martial arts. Because I, I hate to say it, but a lot of mixed martial artists out there they just say, okay, uh, as long as my kickboxing skills are good, as long as I have my Muay Thai and I, as long as I, um, I, I know uh, all, all there is to know about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, therefore I am going to be a good MMA fighter. But the thing with Tony Ferguson is that he's he's actually uh, backtracked a little bit and um, he has been working with um uh, uh with um drills and um should i say dummies that are uh, usually used for traditional kung fu or um, traditional wing chun which is um of course we all know a type of chinese traditional um uh, martial arts he has the wing chun dummy in his um in his um training gym he consistently does drills with that wooden wing chun dummy and that allows him to 
um, specifically work on um, uh, the, should I say, awkwardness of his striking, because you guys know with Wing Chun, uh, you uh, you are trying to dismantle your opponent, like the the hands and the punches that are coming towards you. You're trying to dodge them away, but with your hands, you know, like um, uh, you're trying to like, sort of confuse your opponents with the way you angle those counter shots and the way you uh, originally even throw your your own shots. That's one of the biggest advantages of Wing Chun. And uh, it, it's just so um, honestly just refreshing that you see someone uh, like Tony Ferguson go back and rely on those traditional skills of um, uh, traditional martial arts. As uh, he actually does utilize them um, in his fights. There's actually clips out there of Tony Ferguson, you know, something that he does in his fights. And they compare that very move to something that he would do um, in training camp with that exact Wing Chun dummy. So um, because of all those reasons, I've always, and, uh, you know, there's just something about Tony Ferguson, just put it in simple words, that will always make him a great fighter and someone who is always, always exciting to watch. And so because of all those reasons that I just said, this fight between Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje is going to be so exciting to watch because on one hand you have... I, I mean, I, I I might as well just come up with a new nickname for Justin Gaethje. You have the bulldozer Justin Gaethje just coming towards his opponents. Doesn't really care if he gets hurt. He just wants to keep coming forward and just maul over his opponents. Um, uh, uh, so on one hand, you have Justin Gaethje. And on the other hand, you have the unorthodox, um, awkward fighter being Tony Ferguson, and I, I know the term awkward has such a negative connotation to it, but in this case, I just mean to say that he's his his um, fighting styles and his moves are just so unique that nobody else, not just in the UFC roster, but arguably in the whole game of MMA, nobody really possesses those type of skills or doesn't really um, uh, mix them together in the combination that Tony Ferguson does. So because of all those reasons that I just said, this fight is going to be arguably the fight of the year. I, I'm so, so excited to watch this fight. And I'm sure other people are as well. And um, we've been waiting so long for this fight that right now, uh, or actually not right now, but you know, on, on May 9th when the fight is actually going to take place, even though we're not going to have fans in the arena just rooting for the fighters, it's still going to be going to be one hell of a fight and uh, actually i'm so happy uh, uh, on one hand i'm so happy that we don't have the usual things that we usually have for the fights you know with the press conferences and the people you know either booing or rooting for a certain person because in this case all you are left with is the raw athleticism and the martial arts skills of um, uh, all the fighters who are supposed to be fighting on this UFC 249 fight card. So for that reason, I'm really, really excited. It's definitely going to be um, going to be showing us another aspect, a new aspect of how we can view mixed martial arts. Because again, not to get off track, but I feel like for the past few years, we've been mostly focusing on oh, how good of a trash talker a certain fighter is, or, you know, all the things that usually go on before a fight, and um, not really pay attention to the actual fight itself. 
But right now, I feel like the narrative is starting to change a little bit or at least temporarily starting to change while we're dealing with this pandemic. And we're finally going to be having pure and raw martial arts being showcased in the octagon and what uh, like how else how what better way would you do it than have it in a fight a headliner fight that is going to be featured um uh, between tony ferguson and justin gaethje Oh man, that was a great breakdown. I, I, I'm already just so pumped up for this fight. And just a heads up, you guys, uh, they are having UFC vlogs again. I personally was really sad that I didn't really get to see the the vlog episodes for for this uh, fight card. They usually have it for every like numbered uh, pay per view event. I thought they were they weren't going to have it, but they are actually having it. So if you do have some time on your hands and you're bored and you want to catch up with what the fighters are doing prior to the fights definitely go online and watch those episodes for yourself other than that my goodness i wish we had more time to break down all the other great fights that are supposed to happen on this ufc 249 fight card um just to name a few we were going to be having francis and ganu fight on this card we were going to be having henry cejudo dominic cruz uh carlos parza michelle waterson jacare sosa uriah hall greg hardy all those phenomenal people i mean okay donald cowboy Cerrone and anthony pettis are also going to be fighting on this card which is pretty phenomenal so definitely make sure that you do not miss this fight next week we're going to be talking about how things went down and reminisce a little bit about the outcomes of some of the fights that are happening on ufc 249 so unfortunately i'm just looking at the clock right now that is all the time we're gonna have for this week everybody it was such a pleasure to have our 170th episode today with all of you guys um and until next time it's your girl jonan right here and this is tko peace out